0: It's a whole new world. Um oh by the way, can I can I can I just start things off with an embarrassing story? Yes. Quick? Yes. Um you guys like embarrassing stories. So um before before the world was plagued by sickness, um I would go and drop the Cool. When when <laughs> were we not
1: plagued by sickness?
0: This <laughs> This is like late January two thousand twenty. We
1: were pretty sick in right. January. Yeah. Pretty gross um
0: but at this point things were normal we we went outside we drove in cars we talked to people without masks on we wore clothes yeah exactly (laughs) um so there's these the mothers who i find intimidating at augie's preschool because they like talk about being moms and stuff so when every time they're in a circle complaining about something i never talked to them because i feel like you sound like a game like- like
1: west side story oh no it's the mothers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just snapping
0: watch out um, we're gonna so, judge you <laughs> when you're a dad you're a dad all the way of <laughs> um, your first dad joke till your last dying oh so i was talking to them and i was trying to um i don't know um, to get me know, get to know me just just a little bit. So, anyways, w- one of the moms said, "Oh, you know, th- there's something. Um, you know, we we moved to a new neighborhood. It's it's just it's a whole new world." And I leaned forward and said, "Don't you dare close your eyes," um, from the Aladdin song. But instead, I looked like I was like a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> because I basically just leaned forward to these, like, these three women and just said, don't you dare close your eyes.
1: What day is and it? And then I thought don't they were all – Don't
0: you dare close your eyes. <laughs> but I've always just I've referenced that line of that Aladdin song because I just feel like it's really weird. And I thought everyone else knew was weird. But it's like when you don't know people very well and you are saying – some stupid thing you always kind of, you know, some stupid joke you, you know, if you know the person, you're like, oh yeah, he always references like, that stupid Aladdin song because that's Joey. Well, to them, it's like, and and that's a murderer.
1: Did you get a copy of the handout? I can show you the world. Shining, it's full of splendor.
2: <laughs> splendid. So this was in January.
1: I don't, I mean, this I don't have week. it like, Let's I'm not honest. like, this was last week. It was,
2: but it was like, you know, months ago. Um, so as far as you know, that was like, that was one of the last interactions you had with that group of moms. Yes. Didn't, oh, you, for
0: sure. Yeah. Totally no, totally. So every time they think of me now.
2: as like no, it's creepy, creepy Joey. Creepy. Oh,
0: and, um, like it gets better. August's Magic creepy carpet, Joey. Yeah. yeah and, and the thing is, I, for some, have this stupid uh, desire for people to like me and now there's a lot of these people that i will never see again because oh, he's going to is one kindergarten and they're going to other ones. So these people will probably never an see. And, and I have to know now that the last thing, my last impression was me going, don't you
1: dare close your eyes. You and me. Don't you dare close your don't eyes. Don't you dare. Uh, I can show you the world. One last episode of Tertial Radio here with your boy, Robo at Seattle Rams underscore NFL. What's up, bro?
2: Hey jerks, what's going on? Sitting here, lovely, beautiful Seattle, seventy degrees, while the rest of you jerks are freezing and <sighs> rain and all that good stuff. All my friends in California have been getting my rain, and I'm getting your sun, and I don't feel a fucking thing bad about it—not one, not one. I'm in down. In
1: what is going on, Joey the Jerk at Ellie <sighs> Rams, Rams, Rams. Was it Joey?
0: It rained for three weeks. Boo hoo. We're totally going to be fine, Robo. We're going to get the sun. We're going to get our uh, our waves that are also going to look like perfect spirals. And we're having a great time over in Southern California. Do you guys still call them waves or do you just us. call
1: them aqua Fibonacci's? Do you guys still you call them waves? <laughs> you guys haven't gotten with them.
0: I think aqua Fibonacci is coming. It's, it's, uh, we're still getting it's, – it's a transition right now, but we're working on it. Uh, the other thing is um, a, a nice part about California is that We're just getting over our wet, our wet phase, and then everything will be on fire. Wet wet phase—that's a a, a thing. That's a phrase I
1: don't like to hear.
0: Yeah, that was that was my nickname in high school.
1: Oh, the teenage Um. years, my wet phase.
0: Man, he's just always wet. Just, just don't close your eyes. Don't you dare close your eyes, (laughs) wet
1: Joey. Wet Joey. There you go, wet Joey. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: never know. So Robo. here we go. Here, here's
1: the, we last potted in, in December. Oh boy, we've last potted since December. Uh, four major stories. Number one, Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks are no longer Rams. Number two, uh, the Rams' general off-season. Uh, number three, uh, logo and uniforms—that was the thing. And number four, Corona. Where did Joey Robo? I'll let you guys decide where do we want to start.
0: K, k- can I jump in real quick, Robo, oh, And uh, just an addendum to number four it, is uh, the biggest story of all time broken by uh, Jay Glazer. Is <laughs> Let's do it. Brian, <laughs> because I mean, honestly, I'll just say right now that the Jay Glazer story where he pumped it up for an extra day and he's like, tomorrow night, it's going to be this just... Earth-shattering news Man, that we're going to get. It's like super important. National how many non-Rams news Rams fans
1: have any idea who Brian Allen is? Do you think there's anybody who wasn't a Rams fan uh-uh. that remembers Brian Allen? Was there one? It's it, it's kind uh, of some, like some Michigan yeah. State
0: alumni. Yeah, but people don't know centers for teams that, that 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 much. And and even even that, it was just so lame.
1: That do it, you think it, they it were like, oh, I thought his name like was Brian that. Michigan. I forgot that guy. That was all the, what's his name? Boy. It's Wet Brian.
0: <laughs> I think it's I think it's less about Brian. I think it's more about, I think it's the boy who, it's the Glazer who cried wolf. I feel like he's kind of lost all this credibility for me. I just feel like I made him look like a clown. I think people thought we were going to get he real got, news that we were going to yeah. get. He got crushed. Yeah, because you know why? I think everybody was like, has always questions about what's happening with the season. Yeah. And when's the start date? Are they going to delay it? And I think for a second, people trusted him that he had the story. So everyone was like, okay, well, we're going to find out tomorrow night. I guess it's going to be this big news story. And then he just kind of falls on his dick. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It's embarrassing.
2: It's almost as if you both read all of the replies to that tweet you said. I went through and looked at it this morning because I thought we might talk about this. I thought Let me like look at the top you know, 20 or so replies. And people were hammering him for, you broke our <laughs> trust. Why are you talking about huge news when you when it's about a fucking guy who nobody knows about? Um, yeah, it was like everything you mentioned were in those replies, and so it's a, it's perfect that you guys mentioned that because like point for point, those are the replies he's getting.
1: But I think yeah, it's, I about. think it was two things. Number one, we've got so much corona in our lives that when somebody says, "Hey, I've got a sports thing," it's like, "Oh yes, give me a sports thing," and it turns out to be yes. corona again. It's like, "Fuck you, man!" Like anything non-corona yeah. would have worked here. Anything. And that's what I think what everybody thought it was at the same time, the whole idea of, Hey, I've got big news. Somebody has the pandemic. Like, yeah, no
0: shit. Right. That's that's
1: why it's a pandemic (laughs) is everybody's getting it. That's not new. I mean, I get it. It's news, but to hype it up as if it was going to be a big thing, it was definitely deflating, but I also think it was very predictable. I mean, it's, it's 2020. There is no news. We're all just, dealing with rona how, how are we dealing with rona
2: it's not it's not like he said it's not like he said the taylor swift concert at sofi oh my canceled. god
1: what are we gonna do <gasps>
0: ha, Has has that been officially
1: canceled it. it's been officially canceled as of today yeah
0: yeah oh yeah, I, hey. I missed that story um well yeah, you have to follow jake laser then clearly uh, I
2: <laughs> he was, he was, give him a break. He was too busy laying naked on this couch with no family members home. Just just his freedom. Wet
0: J. Uh, his... Wet Jay. <laughs>
2: you, <laughs> you
0: made a picture. <laughs> you keep, you continue to make the picture. Um, well, let's, okay. Here's a question for back to Joe. You are now a school, a school marm.
1: Your school a teacher. school marm. We're learning about cotton in the great depression. And we're learning about world war two. And we're doing science experiments about the weather all things I thought I would be doing with my life.
0: Well, okay. I have a, I have a, I have a question is, is, um, you as a school teacher, probably... I'm
1: quite well positioned to answer this. So go ahead.
0: Uh, well, I, I guess that's my question is, is how many, um, how many obstacles are you coming across where you just don't remember what you're supposed to be, um, you know, helping your, helping your child with is there just some stuff, stuff you like totally forgot or you just like got wrong. or You're like, Ooh, I didn't pay attention that year or, just just big kind of knowledge gaps and stuff. Yeah,
1: half of it is terminology <laughs> that, that you forget. Yeah, and half of that's what I was about to say. Half of it is terminology that you've forgotten. Like I don't know what the name for that is a uh, an Erlenmeyer. Fl- I don't even know what an Erlenmeyer flask was, but I think that's an Erlenmeyer. Half of it is the stuff you forgot. The other half is just new. Like they just change the way they they talk about stuff, and so like uh-huh. they don't carry the one anymore. It's like, well, how I don't know mm. how to do. That. I mean, I know the answer is twenty seven. What is that? Is that the is that the picture of a taco? I don't even know how you got 27. But whatever. I, I mean, and social so asked me, well, do you want me to do I'm like, no, do it the way your teacher says, ignore my weird old like, because when she sees me doing it, it's the way our parents used to write it down on like their their handheld mm-hmm. slate. You know what I mean? And they would have the weird yeah, yeah. 1930s math. Like, so that's the way she looks at my math. Is like, how do you do math like that, dad? That's weird and old. I'm like, I guess, man. But this is a, so half of it is the stuff you forgot, half of it is that they've just changed the way they teach stuff and talk about stuff.
0: Yeah, it's because you have to do it with your right hand because your left hand is holding a glass of whiskey and a cigarette's hanging from your mouth.
1: Those Don't use days. your left hand. That's your evil hand. That's only for your <laughs> nighttime activities. Right hand's for learning.
0: <laughs> evil hand <laughs> um,
1: oh, that's your weekend hand like we have
2: American Hero that's, that's Johnny your left hand's
1: your wet hand you, <laughs> you, you want to leave that free for your wet that's, that's your, your bible hand, hand. <laughs> that's your sunday hand you got a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then you got your saturday night at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning that, hand
1: no, you don't want to break that in front Nobody of the children they don't know what those fingers have been
0: yeah.
1: that's, that's, that's why we have we club. call
2: that, we call that
1: this is your school hand. This is your cool hand.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> half of it is uh, stuff you forget and half of it's stuff you never learned because it's just it's new and different now. You guys are lucky. You don't have to do that. Robo. But now what what is your what is your Corona like? Do you. You get to, you get to do the outsides, uh, but you don't get to do them with people. What do you do?
2: Yeah. So we, I was Washington state one of the, the first, the first state in the union with the Rona. Yeah. Uh, so we locked down pretty early. I've been, and my company acted really early cause I, I work in the heart of, uh, like the tech center of Seattle. So, uh, Amazon, the whole area. So we all shut down. I've been, this is the end of my seventh week of working from home. My wife is at four. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty much wearing nothing but, but clothing that, uh, has elastic waist. Am I the I'm only one who's like dressing
1: every day? I see people making fun of sweatpants. Yes. Am I the only person yeah, yeah, who gets like fully dressed like a psycho? I am. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do. Completely. I do too,
0: uh, Joe. Oh. I, I, I've been Yo, wearing jeans and shirt. And...
1: Hashtag yeah. solidarity.
0: Yeah.
2: If I have to go into town, into town, and grab something uh, in my COVID suit, I'll never dress like that. I'm boss.
0: I I am with oh, Joe. No. Where even if I know I'm not going to go outside at all, I get dressed
1: every day. I still
0: want to wear. I, I call my day pants. I got my yeah. my gym jams <laughs> and, and my day clothes, oh, and no. I feel like if oh, i it's a it's a different um psyche. It it really sort of I think changes my outlook on on pr- productivity. I I feel like yeah. it's it's hard for me to be um to approach some tasks when I'm wearing my my, my pajamas.
1: I'm with you, Joey.
0: My, my you know,
1: we gotta know. be in the minority. What? How how large is so. our how large is our audience? It's got to be what less than fifteen percent, right? Eighty-five percent got to be sweatpants brigade. Has to be.
2: Oh, easy, 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 yep. easy. But you know, I I I do it within like a realm of modicum. I don't. I still brush my teeth. I still take showers. <laughs> I shave. I, know I like that.
1: the way we like the bar oh. is so low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
2: there has to be a group out there that hasn't shaved. Like they got, they got their own beard. Jared Goff, we'll talk about this later, has his Rona mustache. I mean, people are just taking they're doing something. Uh so I, I still do the basics. I just, okay. you know, keep it company.
1: What about you, Joey? What's the Rona? Yeah. You got you got the little ones. That's a very unique Rona experience.
0: I think there's 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 kind of different groups of people here where it's mm-hmm. there's there's people who have kids over the age of five. Yeah. And I think they're having one experience. You have the people who have kids under the age of five are having a different experience. And then the third one is the people who do not have children. And yay. Right. But the interesting thing, when I've been talking to people who don't have children, it feels like they're a little bit how like millennials are like, don't you know that I'm suffering? Is that, yes, they have all the free time to like consume all the stuff and do whatever they want. But it's also very lonely and isolating. And um, I think it's starting as this goes on and on. It's going to just feel kind of darker. Where I thought at the beginning of this that I was like, nobody has it as bad as I do. And I don't know anymore because we're getting into like a groove and you're living your life and it's becoming normal. But um, Because I think at the beginning, you're just like, you're getting all the board games out. You're like, okay, we're going to have fun and do these activities. And now it's like, well... That's not sustainable. I, I, I can't play problem, Candyland board again. Games
1: under, what is the board games for the under fives? What what do oh, board man, games They're,
0: they're sneaky, snappy, oh, they're awful. And, uh, <laughs> sneaky squirrel and sneaky, sneaky squirrels. It, it's it's games you've never heard of. It's like a <laughs> game really from the Discovery Cube. It's like the dinosaur game or or you know the basic ones. Candyland and shoots and ladders sure, are sure. games. Yeah, yeah. And now the new trend. If you go to Target and you look at eating board games. It's a version of some like device. It's like a hot potato type thing. It's like a it's it's like a pig or a monkey, but but it's a lot of one where everybody's adding to it. It's like Jenga, and and then the thing kind of yeah. farts or or burps or its yeah. belly bursts open and the banana flies out, or, or or there's some timing issue.
1: That's the dilemma. That's the that that's the dad's corona dilemma. Now you're you're in the 21st century and you're dealing with uh, new challenges that have never been dealt with before. Speaking of challenges that have never been dealt with before. Um, the Rams don't have Todd Gurley on their roster anymore. What? What? Uh, what do we think? I, 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 one of my favorite things, and one of the things, maybe one of the only things I wish we could have had a discussion about this offseason season at Show Times was all the people who a year ago, when we would post, you know, Steve Weish reported at NFL Network that, um, you know, the Rams' talking point was that his knee had suffered from wear and tear, or that. Uh, who was it? Ben Howe, I think, at The Athletic was the first to use the term arthritis or when Ian Rappaport would have something. And we would post it at Tertial Times and you'd get some response. Of, Why is this How new? Why you? are we still talking about the knee? Who cares? He's going to be fine. He's going to lead the league. Why are we still talking about this? Don't you have anything else? Why is it slow news day? Why did, I I really would have liked Make to talk to people and said, hey, um, have you heard about this? Because I, I think this is kind of important.
0: I I've OK, I have a question about this. We don't have the answer to it now, but when do you guys think we're actually going to get a true account of what happened the past two seasons with Todd Gurley? The next episode when ESPN
1: ESPN does the 30 for 30 on Todd Gurley in 2046.
0: Yeah, because I think in one way, we're going to get a lot of answers just from his time in Atlanta, but also I kind of feel like Sean McVay needs to write a book at some point or... (laughs) Or like Les Snead gets gets drunk and goes on Rich Eisen or something, but
1: I feel That'd like be great. not I'd until love one to of those guys leaves. Les Snead leave. drunk on Rich Eisen. I'd pay for that.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think until one of those guys leaves, you're going to hear something because
1: they're never going to. If talk we know
2: about anything them. about the Rams, they are locked tight. On and the media is not
1: going to get them to. T- I mean, they've had opportunities, and that was that was why. If you guys read um, Rich Hammond's piece the next day after the Rams released Todd Gurley. Uh, there was one sentence in there that I kind of took issue with, not because I took issue with Rich, but it obscured how active the disinformation had been from the Rams and the media about Todd. And he, he, he wrapped up a par- uh, paragraph. I should bring it up so I can read it. But he said, talking about Todd Gurley and obviously the condition of his knee and how the 2018 season finished, he said, quote, no public explanation was ever given period and then he just moved on well hold on that that obscures two things number 1 no public explanation was never given because the rams worked their ass off to make sure that they never gave one they could, they could have given a public explanation at any time after the 2018 season during the 2019 off season leading up into the year throughout 2019 leading up to his release after they released him they could have given a explanation and they have denied that opportunity for whatever reason but they've done it consistently so it's not just that a public explanation was never provided it was that one has never been provided despite repeated attempts from various media officials to try to get one at the same time it also obscures a failure from the media to get the rams to provide one so if we're gonna if we're gonna learn about todd Gurley's needs not gonna come from the rams it's gonna come from atlanta media if they're gonna do it it's gonna have to come from atlanta media trying to figure out hey what the hell happened in, why are you even here? What happened in Los Angeles? It's not going to come from LA. And that was where I kind of, I tweeted with rich a little bit. We talked in the DMS was this idea of, of, kind of acceptance from the media? Like, is the media okay with the fact that they failed to get the Rams to provide an answer? I think the it looks like the answer is yes. They're not going to... Like, is Lindsey Theory or Gary Klein going to ask about Todd Gurley moving?
2: Absolutely not. Why
1: would they ask about it? He's not on the team. So there's got to be some level of complacency to say, well, the story's over. Oh, well, I guess we just missed it. But it's probably, what, the biggest story of the Rams personnel over the last two and a half, three seasons is that Todd Gurley looked like an MVP candidate, got a major extension that made him one of the highest-paid running backs in football, and before he even got to the money in the extension, the Rams just fired him. Um, that, that's a story that really never got unpacked because the Rams denied the media the a chan- uh, uh, look into what would have impacted, and instead all we got was a referendum from the Rams essentially saying by cutting him that it's not worth the headache for whatever reason.
0: OK, so here's a question that I just don't understand is were they protecting Todd like in a way, maybe inadvertently, but by not a talking about the injury, but b yeah. not putting him out there to fail because we don't know. It's not like it's not like his numbers were really that indicative of a problem. Sure, sure. And it's really his usage, right? So the fact that they had his usage so low for what he was being paid and what he was doing in the previous season is that it just left us to assume, right? Do you think there's one scenario where maybe they just didn't want to damage his trade value and then right. that got that that just unraveled and then they just lost it anyways by the low usage. But it is really curious because if a, if they didn't see that much value, if they were like, hey, we're gonna cut this guy in a year, you think that they would have used him more and then just let, let the injury sort of play out, I guess. It just yeah. feels this
2: like I think. I think they approach it with, uh, we think he's going to be okay. Cause they did the whole off season of like work, 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 work like management. We'll just manage him. And they yeah. got there and it was like, All right. I just, I don't think they knew. And they thought they gave, him, I think they honestly thought if we give him the rest and do what to do this off season, we might get 80% of Todd back or whatever. And then they got to training camp and realized, Oh shit, we, we don't, we don't have this. And then they drafted, they drafted his now replacement last year and never, never used him But, uh, I I think, I think honestly, my thought is that they just thought that they could, they could just get by by not doing anything for seven, eight months, nine months. And then they got there and really, okay, you know, he's still shot. It's just, he's not the same guy. And if anyone who's listened to this thought at at all at one point last year that he was the same guy, they weren't watching because he had no explosion. Yeah, he was still productive in some sense and his limited touch, right? He still had a bunch of touchdowns, but they were all, there was nothing with any burst. It was all situational. Um, you know, Malcolm Brown had had just an effective year with his, his touches. It just he wasn't special. He wasn't the offensive player of the year like he was in, but twenty seventeen. Um, it just it just didn't happen. And I just I think they honestly thought we rest him. He'll be okay. And then they got there and realized, oh shit, he's not okay. And we send him this deal. And you know, let's sure. just get through the season and we'll deal with it afterward. But I I think.
1: I think it's one of, of those three things, right? It's either the idea that they they wanted to wait to the season to see how he could be used, like you're talking about Rob, or B that they wanted to protect him, let's say publicly, but also privately. You, Joey, you don't want to have a star of your team and then miss you. I mean, we saw Sterling Gurley for the first what two months, right, where he was really upset. Whatever it was, oh, um, yeah, it, you, you, don't, you don't you don't want to. Look at all the teams that have had stars that have gotten pissed off, whether it's football or other sports. When you've got a superstar and you piss them off, what ends up happening? Look at what happened in Jacksonville with their entire defense. You pissed off a bunch of really good players and now they're almost all gone. So you've got to be conscious of managing those personalities, not just for him, but now they're going into a contract negotiation period with Jalen Ramsey. You don't want to go into that having pissed off Todd Gurley and Jalen Ramsey saying, well, look at how they treated Todd. I'm, I'm at least going to ask for another 10, 15% guaranteed money because of how Todd got treated and not knowing what could happen in my career. I also think there's maybe this third aspect of of Todd maybe just being kind of a unique character. Like you saw some of the comments that he made afterwards on social media and and talking about being a teammate. And then obviously these jokes that he's made about getting paid and things like that. And I, I do wonder if maybe they looked at it and said, you know, it's not a great fit and we're not getting such – you know, production, that it's worth it to bring this kind of back into our locker room every month, every year, um, if you're not going to get the MVP level Todd Gurley. And, I, you know, it, the, the issue was never the quality sometimes. I know, Todd, uh, Rob, you were talking about the burst, but it was also the idea that of uh, unreliability. And I think no game was more central to that than Pittsburgh coming out of the bye. That was week 10, mid-November. It oh, was yeah. it was 14 to 12 to start the first the fourth quarter and the Rams get the ball and go with Malcolm Brown at running back. Right. Uh, don't get anything. Pittsburgh gets the ball. Yeah. Uh, we get a safety. No, it was was a 12 to 12 and we got the safety and then 14 to 12 and Malcolm Brown. Uh, and then you get a third drive after they get the field goal. It's now 17 to 12. Finally, you get Todd Gurley in. you don't give him a carry. And then you get the ball back for a last-second drive, and it just peters out. So you had four possessions in the fourth quarter. Todd Gurley didn't touch the ball. To, that that was kind of indicative if you're looking for, like, a beginning of the end, was that you had a game 10. Even if you're on load management, yeah. by the time you get to week 10, and the Rams were, I want to say, 5-3, and three, because uh, we had had that two-game winning streak against Atlanta. So it says, hey, you're 5-3. and three, It's November. You need to win this kind of game against Pittsburgh on the road with a chance to really beef up your record going into a playoff push. And you don't give Todd Gurley the ball in the fourth quarter. For whatever reason, that's the kind of thing where you say, well, if we're not going to do that, why is he on the team for as much money as we're giving him? And the answer was, well, he's not going to be anymore. Yeah.
0: yeah. And someone else joined him. It feels like they just had no faith that they would give him a chance, but it was so kind of yeah. half-hearted yeah. and and just it was just being, oh here's a touch and then uh you know a couple a couple yeah. possessions later here's another touch it, it it felt like why don't you just keep giving him the ball and then see what he is and I think that's what fans yeah. want that's why it's so frustrating is because it's like well if he's gonna fail let's see him fail rather than you just see a, a glimpse of him every every once in a while during a game, and you come out at the end of the game, and you're like, oh, was he – where was he? You know, like he was just so hard to – he was just invisible. And they just didn't know what to do with him, and, and it's <sighs> over, and we're done with it. And um, it's interesting because real quick, just making connection to Brandon Cooks, that seemed like a much more tangible um, under uh, um, reasoning behind losing him. With Brandon Cooks, you understood. You're like, okay, here's a guy with this big contract. He's had what five concussions in his career. We we saw that. We saw the impact of it during the season. I think people can go, okay, that guy has concussion issues. Whatever his value is, okay. But you understood why they wanted to move on from him because they were like, oh, maybe it's more valuable to have the second round pick than to have Brandon Cooks, since we you know have a a, a deep roster at wide receiver. Like that made more sense. But I think with Gurley, it was a little bit like, okay, well, <laughs> we didn't use General Henderson at all last season, so he's our running back, our RB one now, <laughs> and we're fine. Is a little more you, you scratch your head and it, it just seems a little bit more surprising and more of a taking a step back than the trade with Brandon Cooks, which I feel like was more of a of a positive, a net gain. If you can compare, if you can compare the two transactions, I I feel like we're looking like a better team with the cook's trade rather than the
1: so here you go you talked about surprising oh good
2: i I look at both of them though i look at both of those i look at both of those in a combination like a package deal yeah they're they were both for different reasons one was you know at the end of the day they're both about money but you know one was an injured player another one's you know concussions whatever Uh, but look at the front office and and if you are Jalen ramsey and you mentioned this earlier joe you have to look at the history of what the Rams have done with, with signing guys and then cutting cut them loose before they see the money. They got, signed Tavon Austin. They talked him into a uh, contract reduction, some miracle, and then they traded him. Uh, they got rid of Robert Quinn. They got rid of Alec Ogletree. I mean, there's a history there with this regime of signing guys and getting rid of them. And if you're Jalen Ramsey and they want you to sign a deal, there is no way you start any contract negotiation without saying – guaranteed money first i don't care what the number is but this is the guaranteed number i'm not going below this because without it it's it's just false numbers and, and they've proven that they don't give a shit they will they will eat for this year between those two players uh i think they could split girly because it's going mean, to post june 1st but still we're looking at 30 like 30 30 percent of their cap, something like that then they're just going to pay players not to play for them uh you have to. You have to if you're if you're a, a player who's going to sign an extension with the Rams. You have to look at the guaranteed money and just insist on what you want because the rest of it you're probably not going to see it. They'll they'll get what they want and they'll they don't care about doing it. Uh, it's I get it, uh, but I just I got when it happened with Brandon Cooks I get the Girly one, but with the Brandon Cooks one I'm like you know you just signed this guy to the this huge deal. And you just fucking, you continually waste your cap. And we're we're in the, you know, you trade, not only are you trading to get guys, uh, Joe, I think you mentioned this when it happened. Uh, You traded a first round pick for for Brandon Cooks, then you signed a big deal and you cut him when that player who ends up being Isaiah Wynn for the Patriots. And yeah, he was a little hurt, but he's on year three of a cost controlled contract. So you wouldn't have these cap problems if you actually had some of those picks back and just, you know, paid them the built in uh, wage scale. And, Right now, they're, they're under cap concerns, and we're talking. You know, well, we'll uh, Jared Goff, we can redo his deals to give Rams some flexibility, whatever. You don't have to do any of faint. this. you didn't trade Goff the guys in past. the first layer. Yeah, right, right. It's just, just this front office, it, it, they just puzzle me sometimes. And mm. the problem is, I don't think we know who's making the calls. Tony Pestors and Kevin Demoff deal with the extensions and they get the money side. Uh, Less need deals to the player side, but who's actually deciding? We're gonna pay these guys. Are they coming together as a as a staff, or is it Tony and, and Kevin saying, "Hey, hey, Les, we we just signed these guys to this big deal, and you've got them for." I mean, we don't know, and so there's no you can't assign the blame. So I'm gonna lump them all together, and that's so that's the most frustrating part for me this this offseason is just the realization that fuckery. We mentioned it earlier. When I think of Rem's front office, I think of fuckery because did they also have some? I was about that was to pivot if you, you can, want to talk about talk dysfunctional about cap
1: concerns whoa buddy if there's ever a picture that explains the confusion coming out of the rams for 2020 how about that draft hat how about that beautiful new logo how about everything that went into the rams you've you've got to appreciate like the atlanta falcons hey here's our new uniforms get hyped and here's the cleveland browns hey here's our new uniforms get hyped and the chargers hey uh here's a new logo and some colors I don't know whatever maybe we'll get back to football everybody stay safe and here's the rams ladies and gentlemen
2: would you please direct your eyes to the main stage.
0: You
1: know what leading record selling honors of all time my heart will go on is so extra nobody else has like a nike designer coming in we spent 14 years pouring our heart and soul into this i think we nailed it like what are you what are you doing you don't stop talking and just show us the great uniforms wait that's the logo that you said was not the... Because it has three and not two... What? What? Is this the wet logo? Hey, what?
2: They they do it with everything. Every other team announces new coordinators. Hey, we signed so so to be a new coordinator. Rams? No. We hired these guys. We won't officially announce them until we get them all together and we can have this big dog of pony show to... Introduced our special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, and offensive coordinator and some big grand
1: things. Presented by the official God. tequila of the Los Angeles Rams.
2: It was so fucking Rams. They're so Rams.
1: I love it. I, love, I know a lot of – and look, I get it why we hate the – why so many people hate the logo, and especially when you look at the way the gradient looks for like threads for caps and stuff. But I love the fact that the Rams went all in on the idea of we're going to go all the way. We're going to do something new. We're going we're gonna to get people to think that it's really close enough to the throwbacks to maybe even look like that or feel like that, and it's not going to, and we're just going to be ourselves at every part of this – and just piss everyone off. It was kind of perfect.
0: Yeah, because it it feels to me that the, the fan base, the Los Angeles Rams fans wanted a look that repped a football team. They wanted something that was old school, iconic, tough, like just, you know – Knees down in the dirt, just like let's get let's get some uniforms and a look. We just want that a skull ring. Right?
1: And this yeah. doesn't at all. I don't care what, what they say. This is I a will, new, this is totally new. Well, I will say
2: this about that unveil. They nailed I love the color, the Rams Royal and the Soul. Yeah. I think they captured the essence of it, but then they shat all over themselves with the aesthetic. I think, I think, I think so that's beautiful be that beautiful and wiped their
0: ass with it. When you go on the website and you, and you look at their sort of um, – their videos and their and the, all, all their sort of um, explanations of, of the look, it feels like Beautiful. they're really going for a corporate lifestyle brand. And as cynical as that sounds, I think that's really what they're doing because they're trying to get these PSLs for SoFi Stadium. And they know that they just went with a primary logo of like a Ram. And they're just going to look like a football team. Love them or hate them, that's that's you know just like the Detroit Lions. It's like boom, it's a lion. That's it. Boom. You like the Lions? You don't like the Lions? Go fuck you. That's what it is. With this, they They want to think: How are we going to get lawyers and Hollywood moguls (laughs) to go to these games and to to care about it as much as you would as the Los Angeles Football Club, which is now has this sort of vibe of being really cool. And that's if you have people coming in from town and you're trying, you have your clients. You can take him to an LA, LAFSC game. It's going to be it's going to be impressive and fun, and it's going to be an energy to it. And I think the Rams fans are looking at that and thinking, okay, well, how do we kind of just get people that don't even like the Rams to like the Rams? I'm sure that that was said many times in these meetings. And it really goes back to their desire to grow the fan base. And we always kind of said that to ourselves, that, that this rebrand isn't about the real fans. It's about the fans that, A, aren't fans, but are going to go to sure. Rams rams games and 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 pay for parking or the not i was gonna say
1: or the not fans who are gonna give them money
0: yeah yeah because i was before we started this podcast i i went back on i went to like the rams.com and i was looking at their sort of explanation of it we scroll down and you can see the animations and they, they they show the evolution of like okay well here's the la rams logo and it morphs into the rams head it's the same iconic Ram Horn—they're really leaning into that. And it really feels like for at least five years, that's what we're going to have. And there, there, there might be some changes along the way, but right now, it's been with the old school fans, or or any fan really, is that that's been a, a pure rejection. There's been maybe a, a minority of people saying I kind of like it, like Steve Mason, some people, but most people are like, no, it's corporate dog shit. We hate it. The primary or the secondary logo of, of the of the uh, Ram head is fine, but people have notes and people are already changing and immediately. Who does that? I mean, who, I mean, who, who gets, who gets any logo of any team in the last like five, 10 years? It's instantly like our people are changing it like right it's away beautiful. in Photoshop. It's like, what is this? And, and I think it adds to the fact that the Rams have the most confusing aesthetic out there. If you just do LA Rams image search, you're going to have Still the blueberry and gold. You're gonna have the throwbacks. Now you're gonna have this. You have the blue and white. You have all these different color palettes, all these logos. No one knows what's what or or what what's the team. And if you still want to rep your team right now and you want you have a car and you want to put something on your car that's LA Rams, what are you gonna get? What are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna get this new logo? Are you gonna get the sticker and put on your on your windshield? Like, probably not. And I think it's this thing where now you have like the real fans are like rejecting what this new look is. And so so this sort of um, waiting period is still going to keep on going because they're going to have to wait till some people pick up on this. I think the LA Clippers had the same issue when they did their rebrand. It was kind of stupid and no one really liked it. And so it's like, well, the Clipper fans, they just eventually had to like adapt to it and they just wear the stupid gear because that's what it is. But I think I am – I was pumped for this logo reveal. I, I was, I was more excited about the logo than I am about the uniforms. Uh, because aesthetically, oh. I feel like anytime you go on the internet to like look up team stuff, it's like the logo is all the thing that comes up. You, you watch the game, you got the logo right by the score. It's always there visually. And I think now we have this stupid LA thing. I'm starting to kind of soften on it a little bit. It's oh. just so different. And I think people, you know, fear change and hate change. Yeah. And I get that. And I kind of hate it too, but I think that there's a part of me that maybe in three years, I'm going to write some ill-advised 700-page thing on why the logo's not that bad. I'm not there yet, but I feel like maybe I could get there.
1: Well, I think you also have to be able to lean into the discomfort of the change and the discomfort of the new and the discomfort of the the, the, the weirdness of it. The same way, Joey, we got to lean into Jared Goff's mustache. Why hasn't he had a mustache until now? Is is this the is this the first time when you can look at Jared Goff and be like, you know what? That man looks like a leader. That man looks like my quarterback.
0: You know what? It's also like that man is going to go and just tie one off at the uh, the local brewery. He 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 has uh, to uh, grow his
1: mustache out until it matches the horns doesn't he doesn't he have to get like a handlebar on the end that matches Uh the fibonacci sequence that matches the curvature of the wave so that you and almost like a gradient of dye in his he's got to do it i i I am so
0: here for this joe i am so here for this i think this is an iconic look i feel like this mustache that goff has is here to stay it's epic it's amazing and Yes, if he if, if he can make it curl and get some mustache, and if Higgs can maybe be his little mustache guru and and really help him through it, but right now it's it's on point. It is fantastic. Hey, hey,
1: Higgs. Okay. And I feel
0: like he does. Check this get- out.
1: It's it's my soul <laughs> patch. Get it? Soul. Oh, he, oh.
0: I'm telling
2: you, he saw a photo on the and the Rams alumni wall of Jack Hacksaw Reynolds, middle linebacker, is he's like, "That is my look." I'm telling you, I'm going to post you boys this picture. This is what he was going for and I fuck it. I mean, I'm here I, do, it. I do, do it I do I'm like good. the idea
1: that it comes after like Gardner Minshew who was like the most popular and maybe not great quarterback of the last mm-hmm. what 10 years came out just cuz he has an aesthetic that everybody's like, "Yeah, no that's awesome." And Jared's like, well, "What about oh, I want I want to be cool. I can do that." Yeah. Hey, bro. Well, I, I, Real quick, off topic.
0: Do you guys have any stock in Gardner Minshew being a uh a good quarterback, or do you think he's kind well,
1: of Well, I know just, who doesn't is Leonard when little... When your own running back is <laughs> right. out there saying, "Hey, let's get Cam Newton," your your quarterback's probably like, "Hey, man, <laughs> bro, I'm right. I'm right next
0: to you." Yeah, right. But maybe you know Leonard going is not going to Jaguars in the Jaguars Mitchell will. And this is will.
1: This of the things when we start talking about football is the 2020 season for college and NFL. If if we get it, it's going to be so awesome. Tom Brady isn't even with the Patriots. What the hell is going on? The NFL is so weird now. I, I, I. Obviously, we're all craving sports, and we're all going to crave football when we get closer to this. But man, what a what a dynamically fascinating year that this was set to. Do. No girly, no cooks. This is going to be a.
2: No oh, Philip Rivers. Oh it's so man, fun.
1: what a weird, weird season this was set up to be in SoFi Stadium, a brand new stadium. Inning was finally ready to open. Remember, it's supposed to open in 2019. Somehow, the, how are they going to get that stadium ready for 2019? I get it that it rained a little bit. They were really, they were really going to have this stadium ready a year ago. Man, what a, what a, no. what a time to yeah, be alive. Yeah, team.
0: Really, be high. And, and it almost feels, too, like it's SoFi Stadium and then a bunch of dirt surrounding
1: That it. was what I was talking about with like, Sky a couple months ago is, can you imagine how great it would be to go week one? You'd have to walk through five miles of a construction project. You'd probably have to wear a hard hat just to get <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. stadium from yeah. the parking lot.
0: And the Raiders were going to open up in Las Vegas, yeah. which is going to be – I mean, think about – I don't think we even talked about it that much, but – a season of NFL football running through Las Vegas is so exciting. The fact that there are going to be eight games—that you imagine being in Vegas that weekend, if it's like the Raiders are playing the Jets, imagine how insane Vegas would be with a bunch of Jets fans in the sports book going to the, the what would, Raiders. What, what game. would be the worst I mean, fan base that you do don't that.
1: want to have in Vegas? Is it is it the Bills? Is it okay. Philly?
2: <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine twenty thousand Rob Gronkowskis traveling <sighs> to Vegas to party with a good team, like because they're they're going to be sneaking I good think in this- I think Patriots
0: Raiders would be awful Jags. to be around. Jags I think uh, um, Jags fans, um, uh, Eagles. I would I would say that like Eagles? having up to Philly fans with Raider fans in Vegas sounds like a Motley Crue video. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I see lots of mullets in our future.
0: Yeah. Exactly. A lot of just drunk women punching each other. Here's
1: a, here's a question um, for you guys:
2: Where's that stadium? Is that stadium down by Mandalay Bay? Are they at the end of the strip?
1: I don't know where it is. It yeah. the yeah. You no, know that
0: they're. Um, it, it's 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 in the. I think it's in the middle, but it's just kind of a little of bit, family? like a couple blocks off. Um, it's it's on it's on the other side of oh, MGM Grand, gotcha. like it's on the other side of the strip, but. Um, but, but you know, it's, it's close. It's close it's to everything. Be, It's a great it, they, location. Yeah, I
1: mean, you can't put it off. and They're not Dan Snyder and the Redskins. They're not going to be stupid. Let's be serious. Um, it's it's going uh,
2: right? to be walkable, right? You're going to walk drunk from one casino another to another and start sure, to the yeah, game.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's um, gonna be great. So here's, here's a question for you guys. Uh, just random speculation. How is this going to know, I know we're doing this NFL draft thing, and we're going to shout out to Roger Goodell that, yeah, what we need is a sense of normalcy. Yeah, good good call there, Roger. Thanks, Roger. In the most abnormal time of any of our fucking lives, of acting like the NFL is normal, and you're going to conduct the NFL draft in a normal way. No, what's that? No, you're doing it via Zoom meeting. Okay, great call there. I love Roger Goodell. Um, but even in an abnormal time, where are you guys at with this? Do you, what are the chances that we don't have? a 2020 season i know i know it's so far this is april and we're talking about you know august september we've already thrown off the off season program right you this monday was when the yeah. rams would have started phase 1 and you would have had people come back to rehab injuries and people getting on very specific physical rehabilitation and, and uh, development plans and nutrition plans. So you got to think about guys, especially offensive, defensive linemen, that are going to be at home for months. And how are they going to handle this? If we get to a place where you can start having practice and training camp, are some of these guys just going to be way out of shape because they haven't handled quarantine not saying they won't work out per se but they won't work out the way that they would have if they had been going to rams headquarters how do you manage that what does the timeline look at what do you guys think in terms of where we're heading towards as we get into the summer and the fall what are you guys prepared for
2: i was actually thinking the exact same thing that uh, you know training camp came about because dudes used to have a nine-to-five job and then i was like oh football time i have to go get in shape where you know the game is involved now where they stay in shape, but. They can't go to gyms. They have to do home yeah. gyms whatever. I think the Rams even put a video out. Who, Who is it? Uh, who was working out at home? Samson Ebicom. David He's like, Long. I got Amazon. about the fan.
0: David Long, yeah.
2: Yeah. So they're all doing like their home workouts, but they don't have the the access that they've had before where they've had the world-class training facilities. So they're doing shit in their home and trying to stick. But there's going to be a period. And then are we going to see more injuries become because, because yeah, of this? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah. What do you think, Joey? Have you bought any tickets? Are you, Would you be comfortable going to a game in September as things stand in April? What do you think?
0: Uh, no, I, I I, can't imagine right now going to a restaurant yeah. in September. So going to a game seems like for sure not next year for me. But, you know, I don't know. I had asthma in a kid, so I have to be a little more... Um, I think uh, cautious with this whole thing, you know, um, and I feel like going to a live event. It has changed so much that people haven't even got their heads around because the answer that's hanging in the air that seems to make the most sense is the answer that don't people don't want, which is living in a future where going to live events is a, 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 it, it's a it's a choice you make, and I think a lot of people aren't going to make that choice, and who it, it's unthinkable and go, going to like movie theaters or a, a concert or a football game sounds really like scary and you could die from it or you can kill your mom from it. It just sounds so intense. The stakes well, are so Nothing high. has
1: changed for the Raiders fans. It seems like a normal Raiders game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Exactly. And so that Eagles Raiders <laughs> game, come on,
1: a lot of dead moms, but, um, I think Can you imagine like Dr. Fauci, like I, I, we I have I, to keep the elderly away from Eagles and Raiders games. It's very <laughs> unsafe for people over 60.
0: If I had to guess on what I would expect for the season, I probably would think that the games at SoFi Stadium are going to be either closed to the public or they will be open to the public and it will be an embarrassing showing because <sighs> There's going to be a lot of people that just don't want to go to the game. So if the Ooh. NFL
1: and and the Rams are going to be like,
0: hey, though. no, oh yeah, no, definitely, there's dumb people, but East, I don't think there's seventy five thousand dumb Lansing people Lansing, eight times the season.
2: They show that there were there are a lot of idiots out there,
0: right? But but in Los Angeles, but, I think it's 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 not the Los Angeles is really doing this isolation yeah. thing pretty admirably, and I think by you asking them, hey go into this multi-billion dollar stadium and get coronavirus, I feel like it's maybe the wrong city to ask, but I feel mm. like you do have a lot of, I don't want to throw too much shade on the Inland Empire, Orange County, but <laughs> they would be more likely to Riverside, go it, because, yeah. no, it's, seriously, it's it, it's not even like, uh, fuck Riverside because I, I like, I, I've spent a lot of time in Riverside. I like Riverside, but those, um those citizens of Riverside, <laughs> Are much more likely to be like hey this is stupid i want to live my life i want my freedom i'm gonna to go to the river and i'm gonna to go to football games so they'll go <laughs> but i i think the fans the 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 hollywood elite that demoff wants with this new logo and everything to get them in to pay for the psls like getting some fancy director to buy oh. um well, a, a luxury well i have like I don't a, think they're gonna
1: go. a vip social distancing entrance where you know, if you're the Hollywood elite, you can go in and then you've got your six-foot suite where everybody gets six feet apart. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh-huh. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's so right now. There's so many unexpected things that if you had
1: – Contactless concessions.
0: Yeah, but, but what happens if these players start getting coronavirus? Do you know what I mean? Is that just like an injury? Is it just like an ACL? You're like, oh, Cooper Cup has – has COVID-19, he might die.
1: IR. <laughs> put <on> the IR. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 so then
0: if, if players start dying, it's like, well, does that count the salary cap? I mean, how hard are we going to be about this? You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's unthinkable right now that we're, we're thinking like, oh, once it opens, things are going to be normal. It's like, no, it's we're just going to pretend it's normal. So I... Let's go to
1: Jay Glazer with an update. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes, Jay Glazer. <laughs> um final the Rams stuff we got the draft coming up we got some personnel issues we haven't really done a ton on the offensive line i know we've talked about that before joey i had a late piece at Tercio times talk about the fact that i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if the rams don't go to the offensive line early if only because you know they this was the offensive line build that they thought could work last year and i wouldn't be surprised if they thought that hey we can improve things and you know when when guys Joe Noboom and Brian Allen get healthy we can bring everybody back they brought back Austin Blythe they brought back uh, Andrew Whitworth that maybe they still feel confident that they can build it up and uh, go in that direction but obviously they're going to need to add a running back they're going to need to add some defensive pieces having uh, lost a couple guys especially Corey Littleton where you don't really have a guy in the middle as opposed to you know losing Dante Fowler but you bring in Leonard Floyd losing Michael Brockers you bring in Sean Robinson and then you bring back Michael Brockers so re- really the biggest attrition that they might have had was Corey Littleton and maybe Greg Zerline a kicker um, I don't know. What, do you, what is there anything you guys want to see in the draft? Is there anything you really care about? I talked about it with Sosa earlier today, that all I really care about is that they don't spend a running back in the second round. There's just I, I don't see a lot of value in doing that. As long as they don't do that. I, I, I could see them getting a quarterback at some point, even even relatively early. I'd be fine with that. I could see them going any position on offense or defense. I'd be fine with it as long as they don't spend a second round on running back. Is there anything like that that you guys want to see? Is there anything you really care about? Is there a Cooper Cup that's standing out for you, Rob, that you want us to get on day three or something uh, like that? I,
2: this will come to no shock. I have not paid attention to the, the draft process since the end of the year. I mean, looked at one lock. Well, you've time. had time. Good God! If there was ever I a know. year
1: where you've had I've time, just
2: I've stayed away. I've not done it. I couldn't. I couldn't name a single player in the draft uh, outside of like Tagaloa. Maybe holy shit! Uh, I, who's the Who's the uh, LSU quarterback for the labs? Right, that's where I'm at. God bless. You. I, I just haven't God done it. You. I didn't care. I had to ask you guys, you guys today in Slack who the who the big thumper linebackers are, uh, and you came away with uh, what's his? Who is it from OSU?
1: Leakerson. Uh, yes, yeah. Malik. I,
2: uh, I also, but my thought going to this draft because I, it's hard for me to get excited about Rams drafts right now because they don't ever do them. They trade their picks. Sure. We're going to go five years out of first round pick. Yep. So I'm expecting less to take one of these two seconds. Five or is it five six? What makes,
1: you think we're, what makes you think we're going to use a first round pick in 2022? <laughs> no, I will
2: just put last first on that one. But I expect one of these second round picks. Now that he has two, trade him back to pick up a third or a fifth or a seventh, like those said a seventh in 2029. 20, uh I don't expect them to use both and so and I do expect them to take a running back early, like um second or third round. I could I could totally see it. I'm waiting for Daryl Henderson's Yikes tweaks to come out. Yikes. Um it's gonna it's I see that. I see offensive line coming early. Why? Because Lesnade has drafted something like 14 and none of them have worked. Uh so he, he loves to keep swinging for the fence. Let's do that again. Uh you mentioned um, you know, the, the, the same group who who trusted that, and thought that Todd, Todd Gurley would be good again this year and wasn't, and they're trusting in their offensive line? No, they'll keep swinging sure. at that fence. They'll they'll spend three or four picks because they're going to trade back and we scoop a bunch. They're going to get, you know, three fifth-round picks this year, and they'll spend two of them on offensive linemen, and maybe another in the sixth and the seventh, and they'll probably all start this year at some point. That's kind of uh, where I'm at with these guys. I, I The whole draft process, it's hard for me to get excited because – they give me little to be excited about. I mean, for years, wow. we, for, for two years, we pounded the table for John Kelly and Justin Davis. Oh, these guys are going to be it. I think we mentioned it early. You can be a star in the preseason at running back and then never be heard from again. Um, so, yeah, I think the last pick, I, I mean, I love Taylor Rapp. I liked him. I think he shows a lot of promise. So I'm, I'm excited about him. But I'm also excited because he's was a Washington guy. And then before that, Cooper Cup and, you know, John Johnson, I guess, are, are the guys I really liked. But the Rams draft, to me, I, we are we are not some Patricos these days. I'm, I just can't get into
1: it. So you want us to take Trey Adams? Got yeah, it. Understood.
2: I'm 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 whatever guy uh, I'll get to know him for a year or two, and then eventually I'll watch them play for like a backup as
0: the Steeler.
1: Yeah, do I, Joe, you've had to look at some draft stuff, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's my hot take, brought to you by Hyundai. <laughs> I think that the LA Rams should draft an offensive lineman for. Both of their second round picks. Oh, Joe loves you. Here's why. Well, I I feel like it is a makeshift, taped together offensive line right now. And they were lucky to get Andrew Whitworth for another season. But I don't think we should expect him to be as good as he was last season, which was a step backwards from the season previous. And Austin Blythe, yeah, okay. But with Brian Allen and and, and, and no nope boom, th- there are question marks. And I feel like, let's think of it all as depth because that's the way that they've treated. We've succeeded with our offensive linemen by having depth. And right now, we're, we're, we're pretty slim. So I just think we need to restock the pool with big talent, not fourth round, fifth round guys. I think that we should add just some more premium talent to the offensive line and stop worrying about undrafted free agents to be your answer at the offensive lineman. Let's get some Get some dudes, you know? Like, I I would even try to trade up and get even better offensive linemen. Just let's get the future to protect my boy, Jared. And then Um, Daryl Henderson will be better because he'll have better protection and, you know, lanes will be opened up. It all starts with the offensive line, guys.
2: Unless needs tenure. Has he taken a first-round draft pick on an offensive lineman before? Like, going for the – Greggy Robbo. Greg Robbo. (laughs) Yeah, taking one of those, you know, blue-chip – Surefire guys. Less than you can't drop a draft offensive
1: line. Oh, that's that's why I'm... The resume's I'm not good. He's, the resume's not good. Um, the what do you guys think about Austin right Jackson? Hey, uh, real quick, Joe. right
2: now is yeah. the... Is the pick one and there's like you put a box of nine things and it's like you pick three. Sure. I did one of those for Rams offensive line draft picks uh, for Les need. Uh, about Three weeks ago.
1: And what were your three? Uh, I
2: didn't have I didn't have a three. I had like
1: Rob Rob, ha- Rob Havenstein,
2: Demetrius Rainey, uh, Jamon Brown, <laughs> and like Andrew Danelle that's who, who I picked. But they were yeah. Cody Witchman's There was a who's who yeah. of shit that all at one point this yeah. organization drafted and popped up as being like the guy. They're not good at drafting offensive line they're
1: just not resume is not good on the offensive line understeed you were talking about austin jackson um austin
0: jackson out of uh usc but but other names i want to throw out of just offensive linemen that i have circled on my charts i like it trey adams out of washington i mentioned trey
1: of course bravo's gonna love his washington okay and
0: also a big boy from auburn uh prince tiga Wanahu. No, no no no,
1: pt dub
0: so, uh, you
1: can't go Auburn again,
0: but these are guys that could be available <laughs> in uh, rounds two and three. And then, also, oh, yeah,
1: no, they're all I'd be shocked if any of those guys goes first, round. maybe Austin Jackson, but that's hard to buy as a first round pick,
0: yeah. And then also, there's a dude coming out of a boy, he's uh, Boise State, which has sure. been on some mocks of Ezra Cleveland. I would be interested just to kick the tires on those guys, Matt Pert, or yeah, is it Pert out of Connecticut? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested in that. I'm not worried about a wide receiver. I know that it's totally deep, but I think the strategy to play in the NFL draft this year is let all the other teams go on wide receiver. T- take their picks on um, to go on wide receivers and then, and then l- let the players fall yeah. in other positions. And um, so maybe just go best available as long as it's, you know, not something that we're completely rich with like quarterback.
1: You gotta. I mean, you got to <laughs> keep it in there, right? We don't have a yeah, – yeah, are you, are you going to go into week one? No, with, but not I, in the second round. Not in the second round, yeah, yeah. Not, not in the third round. Oh, see, I mean, that's where – I don't like, know. That's why I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe four, I w- four or five. Would I draft a quarterback in the third round this year for the Rams? No. Could you make an argument for it? I think so. Well, it, it also depends yeah, on the yeah. restructuring of Jared Goss' court, uh, contract, right? Because that, that's going to change things when you get into 2022, 2023. Remember that this was going to be Jared Goss' fifth-year option from his rookie deal so you're still talking about a deal that's two three four five years off when you can start considering things but if you restructure it it may be something where you can't really talk about it until three four five years but if this offseason has told us anything it's that the rams are willing to put themselves in a position of austerity that of their own making where they might look at contracts like a todd Gurley and brandon cooks and say look it doesn't matter what decisions we've made. The best thing for us is the sunken cost fallacy. The best thing for us is to make the decision and move on from here and figure it out. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Jared Goff, but clearly they've expressed a willingness to do that with those kind of things. So even if you look at Jared Goff's contract three, four years and say, oh man, there's no way that the Rams would eat $20 million. Well, they just proved that they would. So Uh, definitely an interesting thing going into the draft needs on offensive line. Like you talked about, Joey, the, the two kind of strategies, do you go with a wide receiver because the class is deep or do you let everybody else take wide receivers and you get maybe some of the best day three options somewhere else Um, need a running back, obviously to add to Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, although you can get great talents in the middle of the draft and there's some really, really good running backs Um, need linebacker help inside and out. Right, who who are your starting edge rushers for this team in week one? I th- I think, uh,
0: Ogbo Okoronkro. is
1: is this Oo's is this Obo's year to finally get a chance to break? Is there going to be a year for him to break through? But if there is, is this finally. his chance? It was
0: only his second season. He's. He's a future. Let's build the statue now.
1: <laughs> I going to say, There's a lot of guys that don't get more than two years. He's going to have to start showing out. Uh, the secondary has always been a strength, but now you're in a position where you've got Jalen Ramsey. You got Taylor Rapp, John Johnson. Is this John Johnson's last year as a Ram? So do you need to start drafting a replacement for him? There's a lot of ways that they could go in this draft. Uh, I- I'm excited for it. I know Robo doesn't, I don't spend, I haven't this year. This has been the year where I've spent the least amount of time looking at the draft. I still watched a ton of college football. So when Sosa pops in, I can talk to him about stuff because I've seen all these – well, not when you talk about, like, Connecticut. I didn't watch much Connecticut football, but – Outside of that, if you talk about most you're of the soft. big schools, you're getting soft. I am, right? I'm not watching my Huskies. I'm not watching Pasqualoni's pups. Uh, it's one of those things where if, you, <laughs> if you're if you talking about Ohio State, yeah, I saw like eight games, seven games. If you talk about, I don't know, LSU, Alabama, USC, Auburn. I saw Auburn. I saw a bunch of those. If you're talking about Oregon, when, did you watch Oregon? We watched a with ton my of Oregon. Boy We talked about Herbert. We talked about Herbert all year. Where do you think? Where do you want to see him go? go? I was going to say, where do you want to see him go?
0: I want to see him in fucking Chargers, man. God,
1: how, how much would <laughs> you love to that? You see him. You, but, but is that just because you want him close to home, and you want to be pulled a little yes. bit by the Chargers? You want to, you want a little yank. You want a little temptation. You want a little Joe Buck narrating you know some what? porn over there. I, I, I
0: enjoy Herbert talk. So if I'm going to listen to my LA sports radio and they're talking about the Chargers, I want some here You want some I don't and want- you're in your in boot. <laughs> uh, yeah exactly he becomes so popular that he gets his own brand which is Shibi. Shibi. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> i'd like it i'd like him at the charges the charges are really interesting I do, I do wonder what the hell the patriots are gonna do yeah i, I wouldn't be right? but, but i also know like what are the chances he's gonna get jake Fromm? like that seems like a very bill belichick you just get the coach's kid with the You know the lack Uh of superior physical talents, and ends up turning him into a really good quarterback. I'm already grossed up. You know what? Congratulations if he does it. Good work. Speaking of congratulations, come congratulate us over at Beyond the Horns. We are going to be on every platform ever invented. That's not true. We're not going to be on Facebook, but we're going to be on everything else. Beyond the Horns. You can follow us BTH underscore Rams on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on TikTok. We're probably going to try to do a YouTube thing coming up soon, Robbo. Is that the plan? We're going to do something. That's the plan. We talked. We talked about doing like a little.
2: We've been working on
1: it for two years. <laughs> BTH <laughs> roundtable. It's table. perfect.
2: A little BTH roundtable uh, via Zoom meeting that we could stream onto YouTube.
1: Our professional be Beyond now. the Horn studio, I think, is what you're saying, yeah. isn't it? At Sofi? Yeah. Sofi? Didn't we work that out with Stan yet? That we're going to use the uh, we, the NFL Network studios? A,
2: they're going to let us use the NFL Network yep. space to not being used at the moment. Yeah. I think it's in writing. We have, uh, we have a
1: contract. So don't don't try, to, horn. Don't try yeah. to don't try to jack yep. us off now, Stan we we got it, we got it in in ink Which, oh my God! If you if you thought we were untethered before, good lord! Oh
0: boy! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun, times, fun times ahead. Once you see that morning ram, you'll never be the same.
2: Yeah, sign up for the morning ram. Sign up for the morning ram.
0: I can show you the. I can show you the world. <laughs> Don't you dare close your morning ram.